Good morning. Great to be here. So I would like to talk to you this morning a little bit about standing up against, Microsoft, uh, against Amazon and others and how can we do this to kind of prevent this. I don't believe that this is what the future will look like, but essentially could look like this. And, you know, why, why, why do I say that? If we look basically at the development of market capitalization of the big e-commerce companies starting in 2006, you know, of the first three ones, Microsoft, Google and Apple, and see how over the years until today it has shifted, it's quite extraordinary. Trillions of dollars of value has shifted and the white ones, those are we in Germany. That's our ducks. Those were or are Germany's most valuable companies. And you, you've seen the animation that happened in 12 years. You know, the weakest one of them, Facebook, has the equal worth of the top five. 12 years, that shift. I know that our politicians don't really understand the force and the magnitude of change that is going on right now, but the numbers don't lie. And this trend is definitely not stopping. Amazon and others, and you can replace Co by Uber, Booking.com, etc., are dominating e-commerce. And they're doing that by basically kind of squeezing out the small guys, the small partners. You know, they, they help, they help them to connect into this new age, but at a cost that is well beyond what these guys can afford. You know, these guys want to live on 20 plus percent, you know, like connectivity fee. And for businesses that run on EBIT margins, if they're lucky of 11 and 12 percent, that doesn't work the moment that that channel becomes a certain percentage of the overall revenue. And we're seeing this right now in Germany, where now we're at a tipping point where for the average hotel, 25 plus percent of the revenue gets transferred via booking, HRS, and so on, at a cost of 20%. And, you know, not only do they do that, but then they sell advertisement. I mean, I've been to a hotel, to a restaurant, and then these services ask me, likely, how did I like my stay? How did I like the food? You know, I see nice little advertisement in that email, which basically are the competitors of the restaurant or hotel that I just was, which they, of course, charge for. So these, you know, small businesses or large businesses become all fulfillment helpers to Amazon and co and paying a very, very, very big toll. People now start to realize that it's, you know, like kind of coincidental timing that just yesterday at 5 p.m. Central Europe time, the EU announced that they're going to 
first of all, and officially start acting and on probe on how Amazon treats its merchants. And this is just going to be the beginning, because people now slowly start to realize the power, the aggregation power that these companies have. And so I think that the next five to ten years are going to be extremely interesting, but also deciding you know, whether that initial picture could become a reality, or we're going to fix some of that. And this is what we hear you know, today. Uh, and tomorrow are uh, here for to talk about you know what what can be done what can we all do what kind of fixes you know we have right now a path that we're on where the winner takes it all that's really that's really kind of like but the interesting thing only 20 percent of today's commerce is online and that holds true for the US and Germany. That is the interesting thing. The question is, does this continue for the 80% that is not connected? That is the fix we need to apply. This number here, which is staggering, came out last week. Of the US online commerce business. One company by the name of Amazon owed almost 49%. That means 49 cents of every dollar spent online in the US last year went to Amazon. We, we have never seen a proportion like this. So this is, you know, and you can see all of these others are big players and you know, this, you know, Amazon is not standing still. So the question is, you know, what do we do? Does this trend continue? I, I, I think that the future, that's my personal belief, is not yet set in stone. You know, there's still, you know, like Apple tried to put it when they launched the Macintosh. This is why 1984 will not be 1984. It took them a little longer with the Mac, but eventually it held through. And so the question is, what can we do and how, more importantly, how will this next 80% be connected? Because I do believe that the next 80% will not go the same way as the first 20%, because we're talking mostly about local commerce. And what we don't need, when we take Germany, for example, we have about 600,000 you know, small merchants, you know, retail stores, small you know, service providers, restaurants, etc. they're not going to all become e-commerce players in the traditional sense. Because we don't need 20,000 online wine shops in Germany. We need maybe two or three. But I would like to, you know, connect to my wine shop and say, hey, for tonight's party, please send me over that case. And then I want to have it in two or three hours. I wonder you know, what I do believe is going to happen is this 80%, which is mostly local commerce, will turn into connected local commerce, where we can interact, where we don't have to go there. We can. We have a local relationship. So it's all about local, connected local commerce, in my opinion. And I think that that's the opportunity. And when you think, for example, what Amazon just announced yesterday again, an initiative in the US and in Germany, because Germany is the second biggest market, how do they help small businesses create a storefront so people can do that and then use Amazon's fulfillment services? Of course, 
at the 20% toll whenever you order. And so what our proposition is, what I started, you know, to start build in 2009, so over nine years ago, is basically a business platform that allows us, so it's like a small business OS, or some people call it poor man's SAP. It's how can we create a platform that allows us to connect 200 million small businesses around the world. And by that connectivity, create leverage for them. There's nothing wrong in terms of using Amazon, or using Booking, or using OpenTable as an acquisition engine for new customers, or as a reacquisition engine for customers that I have lost. But if, I, if my restaurant, or if my hotel, or if my shop has to pay a toll for the majority of my revenue, that is definitely not going to work. And so what we're trying to do is provide these companies technology that they can connect with their customers, that they can connect with their potential channels. So one thing doesn't come true. I will still order at local companies, but it would be very, very sad if I do that using, for example, an Amazon front-end. A shop that I've frequented for 10 years, now I go to Alexa and say, Alexa, ship me this and that. Amazon is using this shop as fulfillment agent, the shop pays a 20% fee, and basically becomes enslaved by Amazon and co. And so that is, the, that is, I think, the opportunity, but also the challenge. How can we prevent, and it's not, not going to only be just us and four, but other people too, that the next 80% go the same way as the first 20%, where basically Amazon and co. become the ordering utility, and they're not just going to fulfill everything. It's the same as like with Uber, right? You know, Uber, you know, the drivers don't get really rich. Fedora, same thing. These aggregation points, they create so much of the value, and then these small guys are there just to fulfill. And that is not kind of like a, a vision that I, I find very compelling. So from our side, what we created is a platform that these guys can afford, that these guys, that we enable local commerce to thrive. So we give them all the tools that they basically need to connect to their customers, understand their customers again, create things like pick up and order ahead, help them fulfill these orders, and also use the big guys as customer acquisition engines. And basically, at a you know, at some value and some costs that these guys can afford. So I believe that by enabling the local commerce to thrive and keeping them independent, but giving us consumers the same convenience and service that we are used to with Amazon and which we love so much, I think that's the way. When you look at, you know, and let me close with that, uh, when you look at kind of like uh, surveys, the majority of German consumers say, oh, I would love to support my local business. I'm actually supporting my local business. But then if it's 7 o'clock or 6 o'clock and I need some nails, you know, I don't go to the next Baumarkt. I order it at Amazon and with Prime it arrives the next day. Nails for 10 euros. You know, there's a difference between what we would love to support as humans 
and the ideas that we like. But if the inhibitor is too hard, we unfortunately as humans go the con convenient, the least resistant way. So the way that we convert these positive energy and ideas of that, I like to support local by enabling the local commerce to offer us the same kind of user experience that Amazon and Co does. And that's what we're here to do. And uh, it's a, it has been a long journey. It's going to continue a long journey. I'm really happy that we have a, a number of large companies that support us in that journey, like Deutsche Telekom and others. So uh, I, do, I do believe local commerce is, is, could be a game changer and is here to thrive. And with that, uh, I'd like to thank you. Thanks.